here's the deal, folks. Racism is real. It sucks, and we all have a part in it. We don't have all the answers here. Danielle and I don't have all the answers. Mm -mm. But we can have a conversation that matters about this issue. So before you make assumptions about what we're going to say, listen and join the conversation. The Legendary Marriage Podcast begins now. If you're feeling more like roommates than soulmates, it's time for the Legendary Marriage Podcast. Every couple wants to have a great marriage, but the trials and challenges of life pull us in different directions. But you can have a legendary marriage filled with passion, fun, and adventure together. That's why each week we share stories and ideas about building a life, a love, and a legacy together. And at the end of every episode, we challenge you to find a time with your spouse to build more intimacy and connection by having conversations that matter. All right. Howdy, folks. We're Danielle and Justin Williams, your hosts and the founders of Legendary Marriage. Yeah. Welcome to episode 182 of the Legendary Marriage podcast. So today we're talking about racism. Yeah. We're taking a break from our redesigning series Mm -hmm. to address this moment in history and the anger and the pain and the grief that so many in our country and frankly around the world are going through right now. And yes, we know this is a podcast about marriage, um, but we try to bring conversations up that are important to couples, stuff like sex, money, parenting, health and fitness, faith, careers, for sure. And But, but today there's a bigger issue yeah. that's going on in the world that we're going to tackle. And uh, you and your spouse being able to have conversations that matter about these things uh, is important. And our goal is never to convince you of something. We're, we are apolitical on this show. It's more about getting curious, reflective, yeah. um, you know, not trying to put yourself in a box or a party line or something and get entrenched in your side. Yeah. Um, just to inspire and challenge you to have more conversations that matter with your spouse. Because that's how you build more intimacy and connection in your marriage. Okay. Right. So if you've ever gotten value from this show... Hopefully you have. Would you please leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts? Those reviews really help with the rankings of the show, which means more couples can find us. If you're new and you haven't listened for very long, we talk about, as Danielle said, sex and money and faith and parenting and health and fitness and careers and travel and all of it. addictions and all kinds of th- stuff. We've had amazing uh, guests on our show like uh, Nicholas and Amanda Bayerly, Chris mm-hmm. and Beth Bruno, Amberly and Johnny Lago. Uh, Tommy and Jackie Watson. I mean, these names may not mean anything to you at this point, but they are amazing couples. We've had incredible experts like Michael Warden, Daniel Geffen, Jerrianne Weisbrook, um, Jim Lang, John and Tatiana Roman on the show, and so many more. And uh, we want to keep bringing you that uh, those amazing conversations. And reviews are a big part of helping us get there. Okay. So right now, if you're feeling um, you're sick of quarantine, you feel like you're stuck in the roommate zone, (laughs) you just want to break out and reignite the passion in your marriage, um, reignite the connection in just five days. You guys, we've created a challenge uh, called the Roommates to Soulmates Marriage Challenge. So you can get all the details and sign up at soulmateschallenge.com. All right. So uh, we're going to dive right into this issue. Okay. Uh, I want to stay... With, with, I don't want to call it a disclaimer. No, but the but obvious it's, but is... But it's, it's a reality check. The obvious is we are white. Very. And <sighs> I honestly, I'm just going to confess, like, I am 
very timid to have this conversation because I want what's coming across to be love and support for the Black Lives Matter and for all of our black friends and, you know, everybody that's dealing with racism, which is really all of us on some level. But I don't want to hurt anybody with something stupid that I might say offhandedly. It's all meant... Um, in love. So I want to say that disclaimer. So so what I would say, let's, let's, we'll paraphrase what your dad always says on family vacations. What? As we get in the car and he puts the car in reverse to back out of the driveway, he says, one moment, I hereby apologize in advance for anything I might say or do. Oh my gosh, dad. Or anything. And uh, so that, that's where we're at. I just don't want to say the wrong thing the and hurt anybody. Yeah. yeah no. Uh, we don't want to say the wrong thing and get burned to the ground, so to speak, by somebody because they, because they disagree. Well, and we just want everything to come across as love and support. And yes. so know that going into this conversation. Yeah. Um, we are ridiculously white. We have, <laughs> we have privilege. Yeah. And we, we have don't... our own set of experiences in life and, uh, you know, the reality is that when I go running in the morning, I don't think about, am I going to get shot in the street? No. When mm-hmm. I go driving down the, the road and I miss a speed limit change and I get pulled over, I'm not thinking that there's a five times more likelihood that I'm going to get arrested, shot, killed, killed yeah. by the police officer than a black man would. Mm-mm. Like, I, it's, it's not on my radar. Those things aren't on my radar. The thing that is on your radar probably is like, oh, crap, I'm going to have to pay some big ticket. How am I going to get out of it? It's on my radar. How am I going to get out of it? So, yeah. so we're going to share some thoughts and, and things here in this, in this episode. Um, it's all uh, what I would say embryonic. Like we're doing a lot of listening right now and learning and trying to figure out and testing. Like where have the assumptions, judgments, beliefs um, mindsets that we have that are going on behind the radar that yeah. we don't even know, we're not even aware of. Where have we been yeah. guilty of, of mo- moving and, and acting in ways that are driven by racist undertones in our lives, by, mm-hmm. by beliefs and, and things that we've just been brought up with mm-hmm. or assumptions that we've just made? Um, or you assume, I know for me, I assume because a set of rules applies for me, it applies for everybody. And that is definitely not true. Um, But it is the world that I'm function in. So that's kind of just how I go about life. (laughs) I I think if you're like us, you want to make the world a better place. You want to build a marriage full of intimacy and connection and fun and adventure. You want to have, you want to raise wholehearted, resilient, Mm -hmm. courageous kids. You want to make a difference in the world. Mm-hmm. And so right now that for us, that's about listening and learning and, and trying to figure out what in this issue of racism, what do we do? How do we show up? Who do we talk to? Who can we bring to you in interviews in coming episodes to, to create opportunities for you and your spouse to have significant conversations that actually bring you closer and shape how you uh, raise your kids and interact in your world and make the world a bigger place, a better place, uh, yeah. and building a legacy. I love it. There are lots of other issues too, right? There's classism and sexism and issues of LGBTQ and so on. And we'll, we'll talk about those things. Other times. Uh, other times. Um, there are, the world has no shortage of injustice, brokenness, 
hurt, um, of just terrible stuff. And it's also a place of beauty and brilliance and love. And uh, in the middle of it, we're all on this adventure of trying to build great marriages. So today we're going to talk about this issue of racism. Okay. So do you think that we're all racist on some spectrum or level? Oh, man, that is a probably the single most dangerous question to ask me Uh. in this area. (laughs) Uh, The answer is yes. And I want to very quickly qualify that statement. Um, One, are we all overtly racist? No. Uh, Number two, I think we are all wired in a way that the that racism naturally takes a foothold in us. I think we're all acculturated in it. Like it's it's in some way normalized into our culture, into our lives in tiny, subtle ways. Right. For most of us, it's tiny, subtle ways. For some of us, it's pretty overt and ugly. And obvious. Um, one of the things that uh, I, I've definitely heard... Um, you know, people that are white say, oh, I don't even see color. I just see people. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, excuse me, what? <laughs> it's one of those things. It's like, a nice note. It's a nice I sentiment. I feel like but... it's a, yeah, I, I think it's coming from a good place. Just like so many um, of those types of comments or whatever. It's like, yes, you want to see your, your friend. You want to mm-hmm. see your neighbor. You know, you're not letting you know, different races or cultures or whatever define what you think about that person. But the truth is you do see differences. Yeah. Like we do. I, I think and like, that's, that's where the brain wiring thing kind of comes in. And this is, this is the one piece that I think that we can speak to in this moment with some degree of confidence in what we're saying. You know what? It's uh, before you go into the brain wiring of it, I want to say like we are trained to when we are very little to see differences yeah. in situations. Like think about like our kids magazines that the kids the kids sometimes get to the house, the little kids magazines. They've been getting them since they were like 3 years old. And what is their favorite activity to do? Look at these two pictures and circle the yeah. differences. Like everybody's trained to look for differences in situations. It's not a foreign idea. Mm-hmm. Like people are different. They look different. Um, and it yeah. goes back to this idea of wiring. Like the brain is designed to, at the most basic level, look and assess a threat level. Yeah. Right. And difference can be a threat. If I see somebody who is different than me, are they safe? Yeah. Right. And that's the fight, flight, or freeze response. It's the, it's the oldest part of the lizard brain that, that is looking for those things. Racism plays on that because we, because there, there is this narrative that says that black people or brown people or whatever are different and different is bad because, and somebody makes a case. And so we become trained to it. Uh, Different because they live in a different part of town, different because they have a different skin color, different because they have a different socioeconomic status, different because they have a different educational status, different because we'll look at the jails and see how many people are in jail there. And it's, it's, that's the systemic thing, right? It doesn't mean mean systematic. Mm -hmm. Systemic means it's in the water, right? We're all swimming in the water and, and it's in the water. Mm -hmm. It's in the air we breathe. Yeah. We just, we're, it's subtle. We're not aware of it. And it's like, 
it, like you said, it's kind of like going in the background of your brain. It's mostly times, unless you're like walking through some, you know, dark alley at night and somebody pops out from around a corner, like, okay, that's out of place that, you know, that's a very obvious sort of a thing, but you're just walking in the mall and you see people that look different from you. If we ever walk in a mall again, if we walk in a mall and somebody looks different than us somewhere in the back of our brain, our brain assesses differences. Yeah. So it's just, nobody's really colorblind. So uh, you, you may from the very outset of this episode, you may be wondering why are we talking about this? Um, one, it's, it's relevant, it's important. It's important for you to have these conversations with your spouse, with your kids, to understand what's going on and be able to have your own opinion, own idea about it, rather than just repeating what you see on TV or what your neighbor or you know, crazy political person says, whether they're left, right, center, up, down, whatever. Um, But the simple fact is that uh, watching a man die slowly on the ground for over eight minutes wrecked me. I want you to think about this for a second. Eight minutes. Try kneeling for eight minutes. Try sitting still for eight minutes. Set a timer and do nothing. Just meditate. Do nothing. Clear every thought for eight minutes. I bet you can't do it. Mm-hmm. It is a freaking long time. And uh, the story of George, George Floyd dying on the concrete underneath the knees of men who could have gotten up at any point in those eight minutes, who could have changed their tactic at any point in those eight minutes, who could have done anything differently. Um, it made this issue in a new way not that we, oh, I've never heard of racism before, never seen it. No, Mm-mm. but it made it in a new way very present for me. Um, my heart is broken. Um, you can agree, you can disagree, but we want you to know where we stand. Black lives do matter. Yes, every life matters. Yes, yes, all of that. And right now, the thing that's in jeopardy, the issue that is at the forefront, the thing that we're talking about, is the fact that black lives do matter. And there is something in the water, there's something in the air that we're all breathing that is counter to that. And it's not okay. No, and I think sometimes when I have a hard time with this is when I hear people that wear their faith on their sleeve mm-hmm. and they're callous towards it. Maybe yeah. they're even, you know, encouraging racism. They're stoking the fires even more. That is. And some, and sometimes <laughs> we do it unwittingly. Um, right? I'm talking about the people that, uh, you know, wear their faith on their sleeve and also mm-hmm. blatantly racist at the same time saying it doesn't, you know, oh, the police are, you know, they just have to do their thing and whatever. They have to kill somebody? No, that is very obvious. There is a video mm-hmm. of this guy killing a man. Um, Here, so here's, it is, here's where we stand on this. 
as Christians, and we are Christians, yep. I don't, this isn't like a hugely evangelical podcast, um, but we are Christians and we believe in the teachings of Jesus. And racism does not go along with the teachings of Jesus, period. Amen. It does not. <laughs> yep. I, I think uh, here's where we stand. Racism is stupid, ignorant, and antithetical to the teachings of Jesus, to the of teachings of the Bible. Uh, we think we all have racism in us in some way, shape, or form. It's much more subtle than just not calling someone the N-word. <laughs> it's in the water. It's uh, And we all, it's have work, we all have work to do on it. Yes. Everybody. Um, it's not as simple as locking up every bad person or having more cops or less cops or whatever. It's about education. It's about economics. It's about crime. It's about real estate, about about. The, the, the way the populace has been segregated and has tried to desegregate, but hasn't. Mm-hmm. It's about being acculturated and normalized. And it's one of those things that we just don't see sometimes unless we're looking for it. Yeah, we, we're, we're big advocates of loving everyone, seeking out and calling forth their unique beauty and brilliance. And... This is something that we teach in our online class all the time. Differences, because we know our spouse is radically different from us. Differences are good. They add to the richness of your life. Differences are good. Mm -hmm. Um, Black lives matter. And right now, yes, that's the issue. Um, And the issue... Because it's black lives that are being taken at five times the rate of white lives. Mm Mm-hmm. And and, it, and, I, and I don't care where where you stand politically or theologically, that statistic has to give you pause to go, I wonder what's behind that. Mm-hmm. And that's what we want you to do is get curious. Put aside the assumptions, the judgments, the, the things that you, you think you know, and mm-hmm. get curious about it. That's why people are marching in the streets a week later is to, is to say, there's something more here. It's not just what you think it is. Mm-hmm. And really, like, Justin, you and I, it's kind of funny. We grew up like 10 minutes away from each other. Yeah. But we, uh, which was very, it's kind of a funny story in itself. We actually live 10 minutes apart most of our, um, you know, most from our we childhood. Were, so. Yeah, we were little. We almost went to the same schools together. And then we didn't. We met when we were in high school. But um you lived in a di- very different neighborhood than I lived. I lived in. Yeah, I lived in a very uh, high-end neighborhood. Um, very wealthy people, doctors and lawyers and, and, uh, and other very successful people. Yeah. Um, and it was a very multicultural neighborhood. There were, yes, white people. There were Asians and, and Indian, Pakistani, African-American. Um, there, there was a pantheon of diversity in our neighborhood. Yeah. And it was never, it just never even, I just never even thought about the fact that the, that these people had also very different theologies, very different belief systems about God and, and faith and religion, different cultures. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the one thing I, I noticed looking back is the, 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 I went as a kid, I would go through the neighborhood at Christmas time and almost without fail, I would say, 80 out of the 85 homes in the neighborhood had Christmas lights up. Whether they were Christian, 
or Jews or Muslim or Buddhist or Taoist or yeah. atheist or, or Everybody. whatever. They had Christmas lights up. Well, and I always thought, oh, this is great. We're all together in this. And that's, it, it wasn't looking back now, as I've learned a bit, I look back and go, ah, in that place, in that time, I wonder if those folks put up Christmas lights because it was a way to blend in to make sure that they didn't get singled out. Yeah. To, to try to fit in. And that's, that's the systemic thing. Yeah. You're taught to behave and act and look and whatever in a certain way so that um, you're, you're not picked on. You're not singled no. out. You're not, you know, focused on. And um, my background was a little bit different. It was kind of funny as we as we thought about this. Um, my high school was, um, I would say, probably like 60% white, 40% black or African-American. And it was very, you know, it was in the 90s, but it was very segregated as I look back on it. Mm, yeah. I went to my 20th high school reunion. Oh, it was a while ago now. But um, when I went to my 20th high school reunion, you could still see there were like the tables of like the white kids that were friends and there were tables of the black and African-American kids that were friends. And it was one of these things where you're like, I had this moment of like, duh, it like smacked me in the face. I'm like, I don't know these kids at all. Mm, Like, I don't know who these kids are. And there was this awkwardness on both sides of like, we were trying to like interact with each other. Like, oh, it's so good to see you again. And we're like, I don't even, I I had no relationship with you when we were in high school. And this is very weird because, um, So anyways, I think segregation does still exist. And at least it did when I was in high school. Um, But it wasn't, it it wasn't obvious to me really at all. I think it goes back to like the differences thing. Like we want to be around people who are like us in some way, shape or form. Like it's, 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 we want to fit in. We want to belong. And uh, that's not overt calling someone the N-word, that's not overt, like, trying to hurt someone because they are different. That's just the subtle systemic kind mm-hmm. of stuff that's yeah. going on. And so what we want to do, the reason we're sharing this, these thoughts is we want you to look, like, where in your life has this stuff been going on? Are you, are you aware of it? Well, and I just think of like the sports that I played, like I was always playing a sport and, you know, in volleyball, in softball, in like... I feel like I was largely in white groups every time I turned around, um, show choir and things like that. I'm like, I don't know if I gravitated towards it because it was like the white kid thing to do, or there just wasn't any sort of focus on diversity whatsoever. Um, so it exists. And when you kind of open your eyes to it a little bit more, you can see that it is going on around you. (laughs) Yeah. All right. We're going to take a short break to uh, talk about the upcoming challenge. And then we'll come back to this important conversation. We'll be right back. Do you know the top three problems that married people face? Number one, having the same stupid fights over and over. Wait, didn't we just have this argument yesterday? Ugh. 
Number two, your conversations are transactional and devoid of any fun. Your reading spans on relation. Let us complete our regular duties and return to our charging stations. And this is the biggest one. Number three, you haven't had sex or it hasn't been good. Wait, what? In so long, you've started calling it me time. Are you on your phone? Are you done yet? Does any of this sound familiar? Because if so, you're not alone. You know that marriage can and should be full of passion, fun, adventure, and laughter. But most couples end up in the roommate zone. Not what I signed up for. Whatever has you in the roommate zone, we want to help you break out. All you have to do is go to soulmateschallenge.com and register today for the Roommates to Soulmates Challenge. And you can reignite the intimacy and connection in your marriage in just five days. Don't believe us? Try it. Register today at soulmateschallenge.com. It's free and could transform your marriage forever. And we have a money-back guarantee. And free? Well... All right, we're back, and uh, listen, we've watched over the past few years um, as time after time after time, these incidents happen where the police uh, get caught up in the moment, get have to make a split-second decision, and a black man dies or a black woman dies, and it gets national publicity, national attention, and... And you, you know, as, as who I am, I look and I go, man, that sucks. That is terrible. And I, and I grieve for that. And to a certain degree, we kind of rationalize it, right? Like, well, you know, a cop has a tough job. Mm. He has to make a split second decision to determine whether that's a a bottle of of beer in somebody's hand or a, a soda can or a gun or whatever. I wouldn't want to be in that position. That's a split second thing. And that's been wrong. But eight minutes, eight minutes, George Floyd lay on the asphalt with a man's knee on his neck and two other man, men on him as well, crying out, begging for his mama, who is dead. Eight minutes, this just breaks me. And it brings this issue up in a new way. And so we wanted to bring it to you. Like, here, here's the thing. Uh, this is the point of the show where we would go, and here's the three steps to, to solve this issue. We don't have that. We don't have the answers. <laughs> don't have the answers. No. Um, uh, and that's okay. Um. Our mission is to inspire and challenge you to have conversations that matter, to get radically curious, to be humble, um, and, and have powerful conversations. What we can say is, is, you know, treat people with kindness, respect, compassion, curiosity, regardless of who they are, where they come from, how they're different than you are. Um... I can say, listen, get really curious, fire your inner cynic, that, that voice in your head that says, that tries to discount everything that everybody else says, that feels different from what you want to believe, what's comfortable. Um, stop trying to defend yourself, your perspective, and just listen. Yeah, and I would say just don't get sucked into the whole polarization and politics. Yeah. You're getting played because the truth is 
you know, our brains are trained to see differences and black and white and, you know, right and wrong. And there's a little bit more comfort in our brain to like put ourselves in one of those categories. But the truth is there's so much value in that middle ground. It's not a weakness to not tooth and nail defend something. If you exist in that liminal space where you're curious about what everybody has to say, everybody's background, it's going to be so much of a richer conversation and you're going to be able to navigate this quite a bit better if you're able to take it all in and not make yourself go into one side or the other or make a judgment or, you know, take a political side or whatever it is. Yeah. Y'all, I'm just, I'm saying... There's the Gottman Institute. We talk, we cite them all the time. Uh, talk about the four horsemen of the apocalypse in in relationships, and they are criticism, contempt, stonewalling, and defensiveness. And those are the things that are underneath the 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 discord that's going on right now. If you're giving uh, space for criticism, contempt, stonewalling, and defensiveness to operate in you, in this conversation around racism, I'm begging you to fire them, kick them out the door because they are not serving you. They don't serve a marriage. They don't serve friendships. They don't serve neighborhoods, communities, countries, or the world. They will do nothing. Criticism, contempt, stonewalling, and defensiveness will do nothing but destroy relationships. And uh, so I'm just, I'm asking you to kick them to the curb. Get Get curious, curious, um, have some compassionate, empathetic conversations with, with people who are different than you. Read their tweets, read their Facebook posts, talk to them on the streets and be curious. The worst thing that comes out of being curious is, well, you know what? There's nothing really all that bad that comes out of being curious about somebody. (laughs) Something has to change. Something has to change. We have to change. We need to grow in some way here. And uh, I think it's the same essential things that we face in a marriage as that we face in any political, social, or racial issue. And you know what? Being uncomfortable and being scared and apprehensive to have a conversation doesn't mean that you shouldn't do it. Yeah. Um, Justin, right before we were about to record this podcast, he said, I, I know you're apprehensive. I know you're scared about doing this podcast. Do and you I am st- too. Do you still want to do it? And I said, yes, just because I'm scared in my little, you know, white little castle doesn't mean <laughs> that I don't have... Um, that I can't use my voice. And that's the thing is I I think when we shut it down and we're silent, um, that's the painful part. That's the, um, that's the unloving part is when we just refuse to engage on it. Yes, of course, take time, be thoughtful, be prayerful about your, you know, the thoughts that you're having, but don't just shut it down and say, somebody else will say something or somebody else will do something. And, you know, I'm just going to avoid it. Keep avoiding it. Well, that's where we are. Here's the challenge. (laughs) Here's the challenge. We're going to ask you to, to take on, do some reflective work. We want you to ask yourself, 
uh, honestly, where in your life have you been less than honest about the assumptions, judgments, perspectives that you hold? Where has systemic racism existed in your life? Where have, has it just, it's in the air. You're just, you're breathing the air and it's there. Not to beat yourself up, not to go into some shame spiral or something like that. That's not the goal. The goal is to understand, to bring it into the light so that we can address it. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're really going to like take this conversation seriously, if you're like, okay, what could I really, you know, do to kind of get my thoughts together on this? Just make a paper, split it into three columns, stop, start, and continue. Because there's going to be some things in that continue column. Like, yeah. what do you want to continue doing? Continue, you know, loving my neighbors and my friends. And yes, yeah. of course. But what are those things that you want to stop doing, start doing, and then continue doing? So that's a good way to organize your thoughts around it. So this is a defining moment in our culture, in our country, in our in our world. And it's a defining moment for... Uh, for us as a family, as the legendary marriage family. Yeah. Um, so I mean this with all, with all uh, respect. Uh, if you're comfortable with racism, if you're okay with, with contempt and hatred and ignorance guiding your life, if you want to be pig-headed, narrow-minded, self-centered, Whoa. if you just want to pick fights, regurgitate party lines, and stay in your comfortable little world, please feel free to stop listening to our show. Unfriend, unfollow us, remove us from your life. You know, you don't need the kind of frustration we're going to bring. Um, and I, I hope you receive that in, with the, the grace that I, that I really intend to bring it. Now, if you, you listen to this episode and you want to make the world a better place for everybody, if you want to grow and create a legendary marriage full of intimacy and connection and fun and adventure and build a legacy of love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and faithfulness and compassion and curiosity and empathy and understanding, then stick with us. Share this podcast with your friends, leave a review, follow us on social media, join the conversation in our, in our Facebook group, um, be a part of things. You're welcome here. Okay. So we're getting curious, we're listening, we're loving people. Black Lives Matter and racism sucks. That's my whole (laughs) takeaway from this episode. All right, and uh, we're going to wrap it up. And now with the Talk About It segment of the show, each week we challenge you to set a time with your spouse to have a conversation that matters. Okay, so here is your conversation starter this week. Okay, the question is, how has racism subtly shaped your life? So we've started this conversation here, but we hope you'll join us um, as we continue the conversation over in our free community on Facebook. And also remember, if you want to join the movement of couples that are busting out of the roommate zone and create legendary marriages, the best place to start is our free Roommates to Soulmates five-day marriage challenge. Check it out at soulmateschallenge.com. All right, thanks. We know that there are literally hundreds of thousands of podcasts out there. We're honored that you're listening to this one. Yeah, this is Danielle and Justin. We're reminding you. Don't settle for an ordinary marriage. Make yours legendary. Legendary.